0: Right, welcome to the real deal podcast am Matty Marshall and got a little bit of a uh, Eclectic group of paintball guys here tonight As uh, so we have Houston heats in town and uh, also uh, Marcelo Margot is here with us. So Marcel say hi to everybody. How's it going? And then from Houston heat We have their coach big Jason Trojan. Hello everybody got the rookie Ryan Smith. Who's uh, also been doing good this year, too What's up? What's up? And uh, the one and the only Chad, Yaya Boucher. Yeah, what up? And then the second Chad in the house is uh, Chad George, our MVP from
1: MAO. Oh, hello. Hello. Second Chad, how do you feel about that? One <laughs> a better one, Oh, <laughs> burn.
0: And let it begin. First,
1: first
0: is the worst. I, I got you, I got you. So we're heading into World Cup, and first off, why the hell are you guys in San Diego? We are here. The Houston Heat boys. Uh, Marcelo lives minutes down the road so I know I um,
2: we have everybody here but the Russian guys so we have seven of us and we just came to do some drills practice just some uh, things we need to work on that it doesn't we don't necessarily need the World Cup field to, to work on just some uh, like today we did uh, just a bunch of different closing drills closing games out that I think we've struggled with it in the past so we just kind of fine-tune some of that up that where when we go into the event we won't need to think about it, you know, it just almost comes automatically and stuff like that. So,
0: you know, Jason, you got a pretty interesting paintball story. Well, first off, before we get to that real quick, um, because you have a little overlap here, especially with, you know, Chad George, because you guys both came out of the Philly Americans a now defunct world championship team, but you guys are kind of from the same
3: area of the world. I mean, how, how close do you guys live? back in Pennsylvania is it still close? It's a little ways like two and a half hours. Two and a half, three hours. More closer to Philly than Pittsburgh and they're right in Pittsburgh area so. Yeah.
4: Um,
3: But how did you get involved with
0: coaching this team? You know I mean obviously you guys have Houston Heat's incredibly successful this year. You guys took a second, a first, a fifth, and a first which is pretty amazing. So how did you get involved with the team?
2: I guess first started I coached the Philly Americans and when that (laughs) fell apart I kind of Was told that, you know, hey, we're going to get the team back together. We're going to by Adam. And we ended up, I ended up uh, skipping the whole year, 2010, not coaching. And then uh, Tim, Ryan Moorhead, and Chad George got on impact and they wanted me to come coach them. I coached them didn't really work out with that team and then i thought i was kind of done with paintball at the beginning, before cuz you're year. getting
0: married and you got to you know you Yeah, just real life stuff.
2: Well, the thing is what i felt with Impact was i came onto the team when they were like already kind of an established team. So to come on there and like implement the kind of the program i run run as a coach, it just didn't work. They were so ingrained on what they were already doing. And so i kind of thought i was done with paintball. Maybe if the Philly Americans were to come back, i would start something with them. So I was kind of done, but then when I heard uh, Sam Monville was kind of talking to Sarge, creating this team, and uh, I see Chad all the time, or Sam all the time, almost every day, and then I heard Chad George was getting on the team, and I was like, Sam, you know, hey, if you guys need a coach, you know, I'd like to do it, you know, the, just the thought of starting something new. So you threw it
0: out there. You were like, hey, yeah. get me in there.
2: Yep. And uh, so they talked to Sarge. Sarge was kind of hesitant at first, and uh, I talked to him on the phone, and it really clicked, and there I was coaching the team it just uh just the idea of starting something new and fresh and being able to you know kind of implement what i want to do with the team from the start just really appealed to me so that's yeah, awesome
1: that's definitely done a great job so far
0: yeah i appreciate uh, and it and it's and marcel i mean it's got to be kind of you know interesting sitting here with these dudes i mean i don't want to like rub salt in the wound or anything but you know I, houston heat's had the russians number but it's interesting because we have the number one ranked team, the number one ranked player in the same room right now. That's, I don't know, I think it's kind of interesting how things are going to go. And, and honestly, that's just right now. I mean, we're heading into the World Cup, and as we all know, you know, man, it, it, stuff changes every single time that we go to an event. And uh, how is it kind of, I mean, we're in San Diego right now. You guys traveled out here to, to practice and get your grind on for a little bit. But your team's grinding like
1: eight thousand miles away in Moscow. Like, how do you stay in touch with those guys? Like, how does that work? Absolutely. Well, uh, you know, in between tournaments, I I know what they're doing. You know, they're they're playing slash working Monday through Friday, uh, training every single day at their facility, and you know, my job is to do do that on the weekends or during the week whenever I can. So um, to stay in touch, we we actually have a, a Facebook account that's only for us, and we all talk and. And message each other off and try to try to keep in touch which it's interesting because you know they're 12 hours ahead. What was that (laughs) that one app that you told me about where it's like you just leave kind of like... Boxer. 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 It's a great walkie-talkie app. Yeah Yeah. so I mean sometimes you know I I wake up and and Jason Wheeler is going to bed just getting back from you know the bar, practice, wherever he is (laughs) and I have this message from you know and uh, it's cool you know like I said uh, in Russia they're about 12 hours ahead of us over in Moscow. So the, the timing's definitely off and, and catching each other in, in the same, uh, I really don't know how, how to explain it, but it's like, you know, I'm waking up getting ready for my day and they're, they're going to bed. They've already accomplished uh, a bunch that day, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just on different pages, but the same page at the same time. Um, so yeah, I, I'm just trying to train as much as I can, you know, on the weekends and, and during the week, knowing that they're doing the same. and. We keep in touch ask each other how, how we're doing and we'll see you soon
0: yeah you know? and things are getting kind of crazy for you here heading pretty soon I mean you're in town uh, we're gonna do some, some pre-shows for uh, for the World Cup um, talking about you know matchups and everything going down but but then you're kind of you know you got tournaments and mm-hmm. you're kind of then you head into your practice right because the, the Russians but you guys do the similar thing I mean you guys get together for like two weeks before an event the that's why I think it's interesting because you guys have a very similar program And, you know, shit, I mean, like, some of the Russian players play for you guys. And that's that's why it is, because
2: we have the Russians. And just the cost of flying them over back and forth and the jet lag. You know, typical teams practice, you know, two, maybe three weekends before the event. Like And just with those guys, we just come together maybe 10 days before the event and a uh, couple days on, day off, couple days on. So it's mainly because we have those guys that we have to bring in. It's
0: just cool because in, here in this room, we have, repre- you know, so long, man. I mean, you know, paintball's put so much time and effort over the years to try to develop something of a professional class, you know, a, a group of guys who literally kind of just play the game and, uh, and, and that's what they do for a living, you know. So now I understand that, that's, you know, obviously, you know, Houston Heat was a, it's a superstar team. It was assembled with the whole purpose of doing exactly what you guys are doing this year. So that's why it's been very impressive to see your year go down the way it's gone down. Now, on the flip side, you have Moscow Red Legion, who also is a straight up professional team. Guys get paid to play. Houston Heat, you guys get paid to play. But there's a lot expected, and you guys have both had really good seasons. So it's just kind of interesting to hear how that actually works. So. Like you were saying, you guys get together for two weeks because it just makes sense logistically. Right,
2: yeah. Yep. I mean, typically you want, I like their traditional where you come in for a weekend, and maybe three weekends in a row, just because the guys don't get so burned out. Like I think our guys get a little burned out with two weeks of solid paintball. Mm-hmm. Where before we went like on the Philly Americans, we'd have three weekends in a row where we'd practice, but you gotta fly people in and it wasn't too bad because you'd fly a couple people, maybe Jason from Florida, Pat from Minnesota, mm-hmm. but then, what happens is you get time, you go practice two days, and you get time to kind of reflect on that and see, you know, and think about what you did wrong, what you need to do better for the next weekend. Uh, we don't have that, and the guys get a little burned out, but, you know, and we've made it work. And uh, How is
0: that? I mean, as a coach, you know, I mean, I think that's an interesting thing for you to kind of have to reflect upon, because like you said, you don't really get that reflection time. It's almost like it's like a hell week or... You know that every every single time you guys get together because
3: you're you guys are playing every single day, right? Yeah, you did get burned out a little bit. You know, you gotta get your muscles time to you know recoup after a few days of practice. I know um, in Galveston, beginning of the season, um, we had a few pulled muscles. we um, were practicing what five six days in a row, and we had a personal trainer out here in between practices. We'd stop for an hour. We'd do sprinting drills and you know track drills for speed and quickness, agility and uh, it took a toll on me for sure. I pulled um, my left quad, and then in the tournament, I pulled my right quad. Uh, so you had 2 broke. Yeah, it was a mess. I was legs. Uh, pretty happy the tournament got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> pretty happy, I mean, we also had two like, other, two or three other people. You need to start doing
1: some yoga, them. dude. I mean, <laughs> tell <stretching laughs> you I mean, what, eight hours a day
3: with this guy? What, you guys are tired, sitting on the sidelines? I mean, you, know? you
2: looked at it, it was ridiculous, though, because we'd have... <laughs> Five guys playing, and <laughs> these four kids sitting there rubbing their legs on the <laughs> sideline all
1: day. The Tiger one? ball, like oh, so that up for that the program, program. The I want to. We had. I want to play every day, all day, as much as I can. Get me out
3: there. (laughs) Six
1: days in a row with a
3: personal trainer kicking your ass. That
1: sounds sounds fun. (laughs) It was fun until you started pulling muscles. Our trainer was the Russian's Olympic ski team coach. Trust me, he puts us through hell. It was ridiculous
2: at night. Uh, The house we stayed at had this huge fountain by the pool. We put two hundred pounds of ice in it, <laughs> and all these kids were sitting there in this ice bath for like oh, an, a half an man, hour. It's just <laughs> tears, just,
3: just good all ice I could, bath. I didn't want anybody to talk to me. I was like, oh boy. You just, just sit in there. You're just like, just, just play some music or something. I gotta take my mind off it. <laughs> it was just pins and needles. But you know what? That that got us through. I mean, shit. So She's, you're so you're <laughs> the was So when the
0: rain came, you're like, oh yeah, it's terrible. It's raining. Oh yeah, oh, was you know, heartbreaker. And heartbreaker. I went to bed every
3: night just praying. Just yeah. <laughs> get, get, get this but room. even honest, this thing. honestly <laughs> as, event, as, a, <laughs> as
2: a team that was good for us because we were only a team for such a short time yeah. and that just gave us like uh more time to practice and gel as a team and i think that was big for us do you think that, that,
1: yeah. that might have helped you guys too right i, I was so? just gonna say same exact thing when when it did get canceled um i remember we all went and had a little meeting right behind the field and we were all stoked. We were happy, you know. We actually lost our only game against you guys at that event, um, but still, we felt that we had played really well, you know. And everyone was stoked. We're like, okay, cool. We have we have a few more weeks, maybe you know, a month and a half to figure this out and, and get better with each other. So, absolutely, yeah, I think that probably benefited both of us, and clearly, yep. you guys went on to, you know, yeah. Do one well thing we actually getting though is uh, during
5: the weeks of practice, we actually had a uh, massage, like uh, like a sous- like masseuse come in. And she was so hard on all of our bodies. Like, like like I remember Slovjak was like, I'm not going back in there. And I was like, what do you mean? And the guy ain't even gone yet. And he's like, well, A, you have to get naked. And I was like, alright. And he's like, I don't like that. And I was like, what do you mean? You mean really like that? And he's she like, really he's like, I'm not going back in there. It hurts. I'm like, well, it means you just have to, like tight muscles. And he's like, no, you don't get it. He like guys on the shoulders. He's like, you just don't get it. It hurts, okay? And I'm like, <laughs> Alright, you're being a big girl. I went in there, it I thought for sure so somebody chopped <laughs> my leg off at one point. And I was like, <laughs> Oh yeah. I was like Not bad. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I, 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 She gave me a towel to like hold on to. She's like, it's gonna hurt. I'm just working it out. i like, you a stick. i bite <laughs> bite
4: down <laughs> on this when it hurts so, hard. Yeah. Every time I get a massage by her screaming the entire time. It's, her. it's a good she's time. a woman bodybuilder, right? She's oh, training for that? Yeah, grad? she's training to be a woman oh, yeah. bodybuilder. She works yeah, her the glutes
3: pretty hard. <laughs> she she's like 30 hurt. minutes on my right cheek?
5: For sure.
4: Her <laughs> thumb feels like a normal person's, like,
3: elbow. From <laughs> Your a ten, muscles just are from all, a all foot out of whack right? just like, Your muscles are all out of whack. You could probably get another <laughs> eight hours and you might be, you know, Two times a week, I'm like, no, we're good. <laughs> yeah. I'll take an hour, I'm going, feel this now? Yeah. Yeah, the oh. first time she came, though, and then the
5: next day we had practice. Actually, we had the day off, and then uh, we had to do a bunch of sprint drills like with the, the speed trainer coach, and uh, everybody's like, I thought we were just being a bitch at first. And then uh, Tro was like, Tro, Tro's like, all right. Well, the real athletes, and like he like looks at us. He's like, our plans. So what are you guys doing? Like, what's he go them? And like he literally just called them all out, and Mishka's like, sukas. Oh my god. Like, what am I doing in my life? And like, it was bad. Now he's just like, I'm not sure what's wrong with them because I can't tell they're faking. He's like, I haven't known him long enough. And I'm like, oh, this is bad. But yeah, it was a good time as far as like just laughing at everyone, just because it was bad. Like it was real bad. Like I was, it was like, we're not even, We're not even cute. Oh. <laughs> So wait, do you still have this masseuse that's been well,
0: terrorizing your muscles? We haven't been
2: to Houston since then, so. Oh, okay. Right. But we're going back there for World Cup, so
5: she so might she come out. will be rubbing on my butt cheeks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Ryan, this has got to be an interesting year for you, you know I mean? Oh, you, yeah. Yeah, right? I, it's, <laughs> I talk about, like, dreamland, right? Oh, yeah.
4: It's definitely one of those things that, like, starting as a young kid, you kind of dream about playing at that level, at the professional level, and watching everybody win and being like, I wish I could have that experience, and coming in the rookie year and being part of that is unbelievable, it's indescribable, it's just like, it's it, it sometimes feels like a dream. Yeah, so,
0: uh, <coughs> how much did you have to do with um, this whole thing, you know, everything coming together? I mean, obviously, you know, you've been, how long have you been playing paintball at this level, and... You know, what was your mentality coming into this year?
4: Well, uh, I hadn't played. The only professional tournament I played was last year in Vegas with Aftershock, and we won that. But otherwise, I'd start out divisionals playing three, well, actually playing three-man young guns as a young kid, 13 years old, and just progressed and moved up every year from there. Um, it was basically one year, one one division, one year, another division. And we got up to Division two, and then my dad came with came up with the idea to make pro and pro team in it i didn't have a whole lot to do i mean i had some to do with it but not a whole lot he kind of all the logistical standpoint got worked out by him and he asked me yes or no questions and i answered and it all came together and wouldn't change it to be honest with you because we've been winning we've been doing great i've learned i've learned a lot and plan on learning a lot lot more
2: do you believe he has played Four PSPs and one MPPL, and he's won three events. It's pro. It's five 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 pro tournaments.
5: And Dude, so one that's three there. Wow, that's uh Sell high. Your it's stock is high. Net. Your stock is high. Yeah. Sell high. Uh, <laughs> yeah. that's a crazy sales went up three points. <laughs> hey, that's
0: what well, that's like talking we were talking about crazy stats uh, off the air before we got started. Um, that's a crazy okay. stat, but we're talking about Fedorov. Oh, yeah.
2: Constantine Fedorov has <laughs> He has been in... A, ev-
0: everyone, get your, get prepared to get your <coughs> mind blown by this stat. This is ridiculous.
2: Since my two, mind is blown 2005, me. he has been in every single World Cup Finals since 2005. Seven in a row.
1: I, I don't Six know, or seven. Right? I mean, seven. absolutely seven. ridiculous. I mean, I
2: mean, I don't think anybody certain. thought about it because he went to Philly Americans and then he was in both years there and in the World Cup Finals. We lost both, but... Seven in a row, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't, don't know. he's to like, for that. So it like, is of utmost like importance
0: for. that y'all carry your weight? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Okay? I mean, I think yeah. it's guaranteed. You, right?
5: you, 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 yeah. yeah, right? Just so I mean, you keep it going? Sucks to be Marcelo. <laughs> <laughs> well, unless they make. it. Hey,
1: Fedorov hasn't had the best luck against me in World Cup Finals so far, so. Yeah. <laughs> 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 if you want to go there, then let's <laughs> go there. <laughs> let's, go there. Right. let's go there, yeah. So there's some, so. I mean maybe uh, you guys could help, you could jump in and like do a little something. You know? Another <laughs> fact too, uh
2: in the last ten events I've coached Fedorov, we've been to eight finals. That's very
0: well, nice. That's not bad. That's no, eight that's out of ten. That's really impressive. So that's a good stat. Yeah, got I got a lot of upkeep. Well <laughs> look at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so basically, um, y'all need to not, all you guys need to not suck at World <laughs> Cup, because there's a lot on
5: the line, Apparently, A lot of egos to
0: fulfill. lot of egos okay. the
3: fill. Gotta keep those stats up. Yeah,
0: but it, but it, yeah, I mean, you just came off that MVP performance that you just had. Dude, look at this guy over here.
2: Big dog. Yeah. Wow. That little head got a little bigger, huh? Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that she did. What size head do you have? Man, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, yeah, it's yeah, like
2: yeah. a four and a half.
3: That's <laughs> why I don't wear baseball cap. No, no, no,
2: That's kids' He doesn't wear a headband. He got a small wear a He wears a senior. wristband around his head. <laughs> yeah, <a> wristband. <laughs> <It's> true wristbands.
0: <laughs> so, but it is an interesting World Cup that we're heading into. I, I I think that there's probably five or six teams that have a chance to win. I mean, obviously there's the favorites. You guys both play. You know, Marcelo and Houston Heat. You know, Russians and Houston Heat are two of the favorites to win. Um, but I, you know, obviously there's other teams out there. Infamous. One of them. Um, yeah, there, uh, there are there's some talent out there this year. It's a very competitive year. Uh, what do you guys think about what's going on in heading into the World Cup?
2: You know, I, I, I think it's a, ta- uh, a competitive year. But I think the overall talent in the league is a little less than it was a few years ago. And I think, to, you know, the bigger reason is there's been a lot of changes, you know. You been have changes. the Russians who made a lot of changes this year. Mm-hmm. You have Infamous that made a lot of changes this year uh damage it hasn't made changes and they're a top team but um dynasty has struggled so i, I think for us it's been a good year to come into this league you know i think it was a few years ago to i think it had been a lot tougher where you have a russian team who didn't lose a lot of players or like a solid iron team where you had oliver and them playing on it
0: well let's talk about little of these real quick let's talk about since we got you here and we got you guys here, let's talk about Russians versus Houston Heat. The Russians have played Houston Heat four times this year and have lost four times this year. Yes. In the offseason... It's not fair, there's four of you guys right now. <laughs> using- <laughs> now, in, in the offseason, uh, some of the legendary players from Moscow came over to Houston Heat. Uh, Mishka uh, and... Uh, uh, Sergey and Fedorov and the Russians then went and got some really talented players you yourself included um, but I, I wouldn't I, you're not I wouldn't say oh yeah uh, you know obviously you're talented but you've already won you you've, you've, you're you a long time pro now I mean you're still young but it's like Chad it was like you know Chad's birthday was what, yesterday yesterday yeah, yeah. yeah 23 years old Chad George cheers Ooh, cheers Chad's birthday old to you. you're, you're old. old as shit now just Receives. rubbing it in but But you're old in the game, though. You've been around for a long time. I was actually surprised that I was like, God, I thought you were a little bit
4: older than that. Mm -hmm. But Marcelo's
0: kind of in the same boat because you guys have been around for a long time. So when the Russians went and got you on the team, it's not like they were picking up some untested pro player. Whereas Jason Wheeler and Axel Godin, even though they've proved themselves in the European circuit, had never really come to prominence in the PSP. I feel they've played well this year. Um... So, but there's been a, a rebuild going on. So it's like a build with Houston Heat. You can't really call it a rebuild because you guys are a new team and then a rebuild with, with Moscow. But you guys had a, a really good year so far. Had some really good players, taken second place twice, um,
1: but struggled particularly against Houston Heat. Why do you think that is? Hmm, well, I'll just go out and state the obvious, you know, um, they have, they have two of the russian players mm-hmm. that are you know Fedorov Mishka and, and even Sergey I didn't really know Sergey f- until the last I think maybe season you know, I didn't mm-hmm. know who he was but obviously I've known Mishka and, and Fedorov for a long time and you know there's there's the obviously most famous russian players absolutely, ever played that's in the game. You, you before you'd think of the russian legion you'd think of of Fedorov, you know, mm-hmm. or you'd think of, of Kirill, and you wouldn't even really think of Malloy, who I think is one of the best players, if not the best in the world, to be honest. Well, to me,
0: the four be- the, uh, to me, the four guys, when I think of the Russians historically, you have, obviously, Fedorov is the name that's going to come up the most, but then Nishka is right behind, to me at least, because when, cause he was the first superstar to come up. He's the guy
2: that the team. players know.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like the Absolutely. fans
2: don't know him as much as Fedorov, yeah, but the players, really. but the players know him because
0: Absolutely. he was the first guy when when I, I mean I'm playing in Europe in the early two thousands and we play against you know the uh, Russian Legion that that's what their name was at the time before it was Moscow Red Legion and he was the best player on the team by far and it was it was all about you know Nishka and then Fedorov was the young guy and he came up so to me that those are those two guys and then you know but then also then you have Kirill and Malloy. So, Absolutely. to me, like, I, I, Sergey has been incredibly impressive this year, and I think he's played really good for you guys, but when I've been looking at that team for all the years that I've seen them play, those four guys came before Sergey to me, in my mind, at least, and he's impressed me a lot this year, so we, I want to give my hats tell off to him. him.
5: Uh, yeah, yeah, Tell
2: him oh, a story this not is Sergey.
5: Well, okay, uh, Sergey actually, he started off. He never played paintball, right? Yeah, he never played paintball. Um, he actually, I don't even know if him and Fedorov met on, like, probably playing, like, Xbox Live or something. And uh, <laughs> they literally, they literally <laughs> like, like, like that was Fedorov's roommate, and they were his friends, and he just, like, kind of, like, was like, okay, like, what do you do? You know, like, what is this, like, you, what is this paintball that you go to? And he literally just started training him for, like, five months, and then introduced him to the Russians, and he never played a divisional How match. How long ago was this? Uh, what well, like two thousand six? Okay. Like so it was, no, like a, was it like less than that? I think years? it was later than that. Yeah, it might, might have been less than that. But he only played for five months. So basically
2: his first team he ever played on ever, was the Russian, was the Russian Legion. So okay. Fedov went and trained him for months just by himself, train him, train him, train him, train him was like, like
5: somebody for him to shoot at. He would just be like, Yeah, hey, you're a dummy, come on. Like bring him on out there and then all of a sudden like he's like this guy is Super talented. So it'd be
0: if like Kobe had a roommate and he wasn't married and was like, and oh, you like basketball. Oh yeah, dude, so, come out and shoot around with <laughs> me a little bit and like just train him like his style and then yeah. molded him. Just like, bring just him on the it, it
3: Makes just, sense,
1: dude, yeah, because yeah. The, their their playing personalities are very yeah. similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. So wow, that's so that's how Sergey got his start. That's how yeah. you know, he stepped into baseball, and
5: I mean he just hasn't looked back since. But wow, yeah, because he's, I mean he's, he's good. Yeah, he's, you know,
0: he's well, killer.
2: yeah, he's he's pretty good on our team.
0: Yeah, but but so but still left on the team like Kirill Baller I mean he's absolutely he's one of the most solid players on our super team. super consistent and he's been a leader on that team for a long time and then Malloy and Kirill speaks English so we've heard about Kirill we have seen Kirill around and he's kind of been around but like but Malloy Alexander Britnikoff he doesn't really speak English that well he's not as confident with
1: like doing interviews and that sort of stuff so but he's that guy's a machine you know he is definitely another one of those players that the players know mm-hmm. and a lot of fans probably don't you know and because of that reason he doesn't you know speak the greatest English he speaks better English than I ever thought he did you know once he finally started opening up you know I could have come full conversations with the dude and I mean he's awesome but uh, absolutely one of the best players you, you always gain respect for somebody when you play with them when you finally are on their team and you watch point in and point out what they do and what they bring to the table and man, that kid is—he's just a killer. He is just absolutely. What's interesting, awesome you
0: say that too, because I now I don't want to take anything away from cop but it just sparked in my mind that I was interviewing Dave Baines the other day, and I think that, you know, if you put Dave Baines's career up against anyone's career in the past ten years, it's pretty amazing. Pretty you know, like, he's got an amazing right. career. And you know, when I asked him, like, who's the best player you've ever played with, he said Mishka. Yeah, he was absolutely. like, Mishka's is the best player yeah. I've ever. Played. And I know see- he also said that. I think I don't I don't want to put him on I say this quote, but. But I remember this coming up in conversation was uh, David Williamson kind of
5: said the same thing. And
2: you know, and that's the thing. Like a lot of fans don't know about him because he's not flashy like Fedorov. Yeah. Like his spoke. networking
5: is definitely not I mean, the only flashy <laughs> part <of laughs> yeah. His, his social media game yeah. is not existing. Well, he is not <laughs> on <his> Instagram. He's <laughs> on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just tell you right now. that like, Well, he loves Facebook. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you right now. Like once I found out like those three players were going to come to our team and be like a part of us, uh, I was like, man, I was like Russian Legion is just going to get fall apart uh, easy we them, yeah well, <laughs> we no, I, well I, I, think I, I think everybody assumed assume that, that yeah but, that,
0: but that's almost like hats off to the guys yeah like, it's to Kirill okay. to you, yeah. you to, guys, to I Alexander Brady to the coaching squad you yeah know? I thought
5: they were done I was like they are not going to be able to compete like it's over and then like we're just kind of watching them like like I remember like Mishka and I were sitting in Best Buy and we, we we're on the computer and we read that is going he's like just speak, start speaking Russian to like uh, Fedorov and he's like is playing with him he's like Okay. Okay. They're gonna try to rebuild. You know, we didn't know. I mean, you guys have honestly like, come out of nowhere, and like, literally we did not think it was gonna happen like that at all. So like, you guys have been what two J cha- like played for two finals matches already this year alone. Yeah. And, I mean, hats off to you guys. And then uh, like at first we were trying to figure out like you know how they get a hold of Marcelo, and then we find out you guys were skyping without your shirts on, and then the cops. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we heard you guys are watching cops get all sweaty about it, and then we just heard it, like it just kind of fell into place like, from there. So I mean, yeah. I mean, hats off to you guys. You guys have had a phenomenal season. Um, I mean, going 0-4 against us kind of hurts. me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Jazz, the Jazz. Just
1: keep them coming. <laughs> so We've got, gonna... we got about 40 more minutes. Yeah, to I'm we got about 30 more minutes to go. Uh, we're heading so up on nice part almost on stuff. Yeah, yeah, of yeah finally hit one. the big leagues and feels like a big dog. <laughs> oh,
0: oh, oh, yeah. oh,
1: yeah. Welcome to the league. Dude. Yeah.
0: We're doing well, though. <laughs> we're going broke up Yeah. 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 Yeah, Yager's just stoked. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm on this winning team now. So finally, not finally going home shit. Saturday night, you
5: know? <laughs> 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 I'm booking my plane ticket on Saturday night. Just right? you, you can stay till Sunday, even if you're partying. It's so
2: cool. I gotta tell him not to put his blue jeans on on Sunday.
5: <laughs> <laughs> no, we're playing today. Yeah, we're playing we really are. Yeah. Hey, Bob, I'm at you pants this
4: time. <laughs> Sharon, you gotta wake up. It's really Sunday so, uh,
0: Chad, um, seeing as your birthday and everything is there, do you have any reflections? This long career you've had in the sport. If you're all of twenty three years old now. This old ass man wow.
3: in sport. Old feller. Reflections, huh? Um, well, you played for some good teams over the years. Yeah, absolutely. So wait, when how old were you when you got your start playing for Philly? For Philly, I was seventeen. Jumped right up from uh, Division Three, and um, so who gave you the gift of the? Uh, Cause everyone always got the, I wouldn't say the gift because you earn it, but
0: right. you know who did you impress? They were like, oh shit, this kid's gonna be good. All right, kid, come here. You're yeah, here.
3: it was a combination between uh, Tim Montressor and Spesh Robinson. Um, you know, I've been playing for their um, local team, did some local tournaments for the All American Heroes, and every once in a while they'd you know treat these guys and we'd come out and practice them a few times. You know, maybe once or twice every year, and they're like, all right, well, this kid has some talent and. Uh, they asked me in two thousand and six before World Cup, if I would like to come and play for them the next season. You know they couldn't guarantee me any playing time, which I understood, and you know I wanted my shot. you know Did I think I was ready? Absolutely not. you know I was Division three, I mean we were playing for a good, decent team, but you know I had tons to learn, and joining the t- team in two thousand seven was you know, it was like a heyday for me, like just, okay, anything I'm going to take from practices, I'm just going to, you know, just like a sponge, just suck it all in, and, you know, Trozen molded me as a player, and I've ever since, you know, I've been pretty much under his, you know, under his wing, as for, you know, coaching me as a player, and, you know, I've been on the teams I've played with, except for Dynasty, and, uh, you know, I learned a lot and kept going with it, and, uh It's kind of weird how things work out though, because I mean, you went to Dynasty and it didn't really work out over there. Right. So what what happened there? Um, You know what I mean. It was kind of a rebuilding year for Dynasty that year in two thousand ten, and I joined it, joined Dynasty when Philly kind of broke apart, and um, it just wasn't the right fit for me. I don't really know. It was um, the personnel um, just wasn't what I was used to. I think um, on Philly, I had a lot more hands on with uh, Dynasty. it Was kind of like you know. Everyone was their own own coach. There was no really, you know, okay, you're going to do this, you know. And that's kind of like what I liked. And, you know, in practices, it was like, okay, you did this, but we're going to need you to do that next, next, All next, right, next, he's
2: next, being next a little PC about this, all right? I'll tell you what
3: happened. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes, yes, yes. All right. On Dynasty, they expected him to run to the snake on the break by himself, with nobody helping him get there, and go and kill three four people. And when it didn't happen... The main guys on the team, like, well, you didn't go shoot three or four people. That's why we lost. That's you're your fired. fault. And I think there's a lot of blame pointing on the team, on some of the people that aren't that core of the team. And I think that's what happened to Chad on that team. But I, think, I don't think you want to say that. So, wait, you're telling
0: I me mean, I mean, that you, <laughs> you don't get three or four kills every single time you run in the state? Ooh, I mean.
2: Sometimes you need a little I mean, support. I, mean, every <laughs> other game. I
3: don't know about every game. <laughs> Yeah, that was. I'll give it to you. That well, wait. This happened when we were talking about
0: the whole MVP thing. You know, we were kind of going through this a little bit, and I was like, "Well, Chad gets shot a bunch sometimes, but Jesus Christ, man, he fucking destroys people sometimes when he gets in there. So, but that's your game, though, dude. I mean, you you kind of have that ride or die game. It's just heads up. But right? you have no. But you, you keep going there. You know what I'm saying? You just you yeah. You you have no fear getting to that point. Absolutely though. Absolutely not. So what would you say to like the? Because there's a lot of younger kids that'll be like they don't know when that is. I mean, maybe on the drill side too, you know, with some drill side players here, it's a little bit different game over there, um, but that's an important thing, because a lot of guys that listen to this are like, well, you know, I want to get better, I don't really know exactly what, because that's the, that's the mental game that's really hard, and that's that's what's so hard
3: about especially this year in the snake, it's been such a bloodbath over there. It's a meat grinder over there, I mean, just getting past that, you know, getting shot in the break, either going corner of the snake, or even, you know, the 40-yard line bunker right before the snake, you know, you just come back to the next, next point and you go for it again, you know? If you don't make it the first time, keep going. I just want to play heads up paintball. Just <laughs> heads up paintball. be <laughs> a one, guy you one thing I like
2: about Chad is like a lot of players you see they get shot or whatever or not a lot of players want to go to the snake on the break and he'll come out there and he'll be like OTB, which is that's on the break. And I'm like, "Nah, not this game." Like he's always wanted to go to the snake on the break. He's always wanted to like push harder and harder and it's hard to find that in a player, you know that wants to risk themselves. A lot of players want to play it safe, yeah. stay alive, make the moves, where he definitely wanted to risk making the move and getting the snake on the break all the time. And I, I definitely had to pull him back a little bit, but it's definitely nice to have a player like that that uh, definitely wants to take those risky moves and, uh, you know, take the gamble.
0: What about on the on the Dorito side this year? How do you feel things have been kind of shaking out over there this year, Marcello? I mean, obviously, you know.
1: You know, it, it's hit or miss. Uh, I really feel like this year the Doritos, uh, there's been that, that key Dorito. Not necessarily the 50-yard line Dorito, but there's been either the 30-yard the line or you know, whatever it may be that is a key bunker to get to. And you've got to get there quick, and then you could slow it down. But teams that are effective in getting there quick, they were usually able to shut down most of the field. And I feel like it's kind of been very similar uh, on every layout this season. It wasn't necessarily you had to get to the 50-yard line to, to shoot everybody. It was the one right before that that really just you know slowed people down and what I wanted to say on, on Chad is that's something he's been doing great really since I started playing against him I have known Chad since I think 2008 you know as a player knowing playing against him and, and that was one thing that he always did so well was getting into the hardest spot the quickest and, and to be honest you've come a long way because in the beginning you, you would get there and be a thorn in the side and, and then maybe not make the best decision you know and, and get shot and Which happens, this a happens a lot. Happens a lot. Happens a lot. And, and yeah. you know, the, the best thing that he had was not being afraid to go. You know what I mean? And that was like, we we're anytime I played against him, I'm like, damn it, he's going to be in the snake. <laughs> we just better <laughs> shoot him out because he's going to yeah. be there. He's going to go. You know, if there's guns on him, he's going. And you can't teach that to a kid. A kid I, just has to have that. And really over the past year, man, i got to give you props on that. You've really learned how to, you know, keep that and, and get to those spots and then figure out the right thing to do rather than the wrong thing to do in that has been effective for them this year, 100%. Well, it's, it's interesting,
0: though, because even this year with the snake being laid out the way that it has a couple times, which has been a little bit more tricky, you know, there's been a little bit more yeah. methodical snakes and not necessarily that, you know, those crazy trench warfare snakes where it's just gonna put a guy in, go take a guy down, and it's just like, just, you know, insane over there. But traditionally speaking, the Dorito side is a little bit more of a methodical side and the snake is a little bit more of an attacking side. But now we've seen that change a little bit this year but what are you guys hoping to see out of the world cup format you know i'm sorry out of the out of the field layout like you know what would you love to
1: see as a dorito player marcello as a dorito player i'd love i'd love for it to go traditional as it actually has been this season which i really like just a a line of doritos it's been very good you know where it's traditional and it's you can battle with your mirror and, and you're rewarded for good gun battling and getting to the next spot. That's what I love. You know, and I would love to see the same on the snake side too, actually. Instead of a diamond, just you know, old traditional, long snake, long Dorito yeah. size. You love it, the let people right, yeah, the diamond. Let, as
3: Long
1: on as <laughs> the diamond. I'm good. And yeah, the diamond's freaky. Why did they do that? You know, so I mean it works. It's it's cool. It's been fun, it's been different, I yeah. like it. But I would love to see traditional, you know, go heads up with your guy if you're a Technically better a better player than the person in front of you. You're gonna prevail You know you're gonna to get to the next spot. You're gonna be able to get into a spot. That's rewarding Hopefully this 50 50 yard line Doritos rewarding so I could shoot some of you guys in the back I mean that'd be, that'd be great <laughs> <Crazy> <laughs> I'm looking forward to that <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, I mean there is I mean we have you know Doritos, where are you gonna play in on the uh, World Cups? Do you know where you're playing over there? Yeah, Whatever the coach tells me. Where the co- Where's he gonna play? Play
4: every position. with You the know team honestly, team.
2: it's gonna depend on the field layout so, and uh, we'll put everybody in different spots. Like, when we go to practice on the field layouts, nobody plays. Like, if we go to the field out and Chad is killing it on the derivative side because we play everybody anywhere, he'll play the derivative side.
0: Yeah, I have noticed that about, like, the, the really good teams, though. Well, I don't know. It's tough because there there's, there is a little bit of method to the madness, but sometimes it's one it's, way. Sometimes it's another. So, so, like the last event, I felt like a lot of guys were getting switched around. At it's m. starting to change. Chicago was more okay. You guys are playing. You're playing this side. You're playing that side. So it's really kind of tough to tell. I mean, you know, obviously traditionally you play on the snake. Traditionally you play on the Dorito side. But you started off your career.
1: Well, uh, I've
0: I've been yeah I was gonna say back and
1: forth since I first yeah, started I, I think with aftermath I played the snake yeah when I first got on the Ironman I played the Doritos with Infamous I played the snake and now I'm back to the Doritos yeah. Um do maybe prefer- maybe some of these guys can only play one side I don't really know oh, oh, I, mean, I can't play both <laughs> <yeah, no. laughs> Chad just
3: like Chad, <laughs> have you ever played on the Doritos side before a few <laughs> few tournaments you know I mean I'll go over there once in a while but. You know, when back. he wants to come
1: get his feet wet, you know, I, uh, he, he doesn't want, want to hurt people. <laughs> I can't even put on Marcelo too much
3: over there. I on <laughs> the snake side so him back. Day, so. <laughs> but, but, might yeah. have
1: a little surprise for you. I might come over that snake we, side. But yeah, but most, most likely, uh, Ryan, you
2: know, Chad will play the snake side. Yeah, he'll play the Dorito side. Ryan is more of a type of, he's more, a little more versatile, I think, than these guys mm-hmm. where he, he'll play both sides. And uh,
0: Where do you want to play? Have you had your perfect
4: world? Where would I like to play? Yeah.
0: I I Snake One, Snake Two, to One, Drill to Two.
4: Personally I just like I like picking a partner, whoever's working well at practice, and playing with that person. Like if they feel comfortable with me and I feel comfortable with them, whether it's behind them, in front of them, I just think I think that's more important to me is having that strong buddy that you can play with and you're communicating well with. Who's your favorite guy to play with on your team right now? Just first first name that comes to you. Uh I like playing with Sam sometimes or Chad. Sam Foucher. sometimes. <laughs> it, it, between yeah. Chad and Sam, yeah. Chad and Sam. Well, Just because I two played six. Chad, which Chad? Boucher. Okay, alright. Tom Tom. Titties. You fighting, bro? Well, titties, I played with right? them. That's Chad, too. <laughs> I, I played <laughs> them with them. That's Chad
1: number two. No, oh. Are you Chad, Chad 2 are better, better Chad? Two. It's number
0: 2. You, hey, They, they say guys, it's the
1: best for last you, is what they say, right?
0: It? How do you guys dis- distinguish between well, the chats? Well, alright, let me yeah, just
1: yeah, stop. Yeah, yeah, right. He's <laughs> just, <laughs> just like, I'm
0: gonna nip this in the bud right now. All right. Tum-tum. So alright, break it down for
3: me. We always wanted a friend with a nickname named Titties. We were searching high and low okay, for he's good, good long season. Good long season. And and we found always it. want, and we always wanted it. Pittsburgh guys, we've been talking about it for a while. It'd be, it'd be great having a friend named Titties. He like, hey Titties, what's going on? It's yeah yeah. It's either yeah that yeah that or your, Titties. Is that your other nickname now? That
0: is. Yeah. I knew there was a yeah. reason you got It Has, become, that. The team it has
3: where, become Titties for real. Like
0: that's so I yeah. think, no. oh. can I, Can I change yeah, that? it? Is. Can I change it? He doesn't yeah, like it, but he, on my phone. If, oh, oh, if
3: yeah. you
2: say hey Titties, he'll be like, "What's going on?"
3: Yeah. He will answer before chatter. Yeah yeah. No, it's nice. No, it's the
5: only reason they say that. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, exactly right. right. like, well, the only reason they, well, it is what it, is. Respond respond it, it is, what is. It is what it is comes out of your mouth. That's not. He good. responds,
4: which means it's. Oh, out. I definitely respond. I let him know. I Who gave it.
0: you that nickname? How did that nickname come about? Okay, because it's not like have, say, you least, don't
5: have vantage. I walked into the. At least I haven't seen you for sure. It's no, no, not even that. It's like okay, like you said, they just literally wanted to call somebody titties one day, and so it's been a while.
3: though. It's been months. Like we're having like little.
5: Is this like how
0: Dave Baines calls? Uh, 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 Justin Robikoff bacon. I don't know anything about that. Okay, I know he he calls him bacon. I know,
5: but so does Matt Blonsky. Yeah, they call him bacon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, that's, it's not the same exact Super random. Yeah. Well, hurry up. I I call, I I walk into the the team house in the Trobe, and uh, everybody's like, titties! And I was like, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And, uh, (laughs) I just sit down and I'm like put on my computer and I'm like that's your name and I was like who and they're like you so then like Tim Montrose when he was like coaching us this year he's like guess what's your name right and I like didn't think anything about it and he just wouldn't leave it alone and Tim's a guy that he's very persistent on it so if he wants it to stick he's gonna get the stick it's like little head and then head. <laughs> like Tim will not let go until head? it's your name you know, know why they call him little head because he has a little head uh-huh. mm-hmm.
0: that's
1: yeah that's why <laughs>
0: oh, I, I just had to put my hat on it and my hat is a, got, yeah, a,
1: it's a seven one and quarter. quarter. That's like a damn. That's called that, Maddie. Yeah, called you did. It. And you did it call. goes down to his nose. <laughs> it's my
3: hat. Yeah, my hat. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Tim so would not
1: let it go. So. What what what
3: size head do you have? I have no idea. They don't make hats that small. to go kid sizes. You I know size
1: what's size funny? I have, I
0: don't think I've ever seen you with a baseball hat on. Yeah, snapbacks don't even fit him. Ridiculous. <laughs> <before>. <laughs> he doesn't wear
1: headgear. He doesn't wear headgear. Have you not seen him? Goggles on. It's a wristband. It's a wristband. Jason I have not seen you wear anything on your head.
3: It just sits. It's a little, it's a little tiny one. It's little little, little tiny one. He's got his swag. He's got his own swag. Yeah. He never it's started with that sand sandan stuff. Just all headbands. That's out. true. You do don't you do not wear headgear. Nope, It's really goofy. Yeah, it's a headband. It's all this. It right. yeah. All right. it's a sweatband. But it's I mean there. like it's black. So you're it's the MVP, there. right, of yeah. Mao? Yeah, I guess it's not. It's not about the headgear. You yeah. That's true. I've You're still gonna get MVP for Yeah.
0: It doesn't matter how big your head is. It just matters how uh, good you play. All right. So small head titties. What's your <laughs> nickname, Ryan? Pennies,
3: pennies. Got he just two came up with it. I just gave him this nickname. Me and Sam Mondo just gave him his nickname in uh, Montreal. <laughs> he always wears <laughs> his no. Work. We, we're work. Work. we were in <laughs> Ottawa. We were in I don't <laughs> know what the deal is. <laughs> <laughs> he's <laughs> the he, only person he's like... Penny loafers on at this restaurant. He is just flirting with waitresses and having oh, a great time. Oh, oh, nice. He is just having an awesome time. Just the sweetest dude ever. So and <laughs> I'll call him Pennies now. It's so good.
5: Pennies. That's great. Troy's about to say something about his work boots.
2: He's the only person I know that wears work boots every single day. you've never seen him, he always has work boots on.
5: going
0: right now. Boom. Hey, oh, oh, there we he go. He really does. Okay. It, it looks on. like, is that concrete on those things? <laughs> no. Yes. No, no, listen. No listen,
3: this those concrete. Those are steel no. toe. They're real deep. No, deal. they're not steel toe. Wait, wait, well, wait. He's straight Texas right here. straight Texas. Where do I live? Texas.
4: Uh, yeah. We can say Texas. I was born there. A uh, okay. Yeah, well, say it, Texas it makes a fun. little bit of sense that he's got boots well, He's the
2: only <laughs> guy that has work, 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 work boots every day and hasn't had a job in the day of his life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Hey, well played. I'd rather have it that right. way than the other way around, right?
0: Well, it is, we do have an interesting <laughs> kind of group here. I mean, you know, so you, where, where would you say you're
4: from, Ryan? I, I'd say I'm from Houston. Just okay, I was so born you're there, lived there for eight years. Yeah, yeah. sounds like you, you hate, hate Houston. Houston. No, I don't. Chad,
0: where would you say you were from? Chicago. El no, 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 that's that's Slovak. That place sucks. Well, and also scenes from there too, right? Yeah, that place sucks. So you're, <laughs> so you'd say you're from Chicago. Uh,
5: yeah. Or of Chicago. I, Pure? Uh, I mean, I I've lived in different suburbs, like all over Chicago, oh. so it's just like the boondocks part. I mean, and you would say you're from Pittsburgh.
3: Uh, no, uh, small town, middle of nowhere, in between Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. He's more near Philly. Yeah. more near Philly. Yeah. Born, born in Philly. So you? No, not born in Philly. More near. Philly are you than an Pittsburgh. Eagles fan or are you a Steelers fan? Yeah, <sighs> Good question. I don't really have a favorite. You're a Patriots really? not, fan. No. In no. your area, he's not a sports world, guy. Then you really yeah. are dead. Exactly. My family wasn't brought up sports. You know, I watch football, watch sports. That's it, like sacrilegious
0: being from where you're from, man. Because like I. Friends the, that are from Philly that are like kill you over the Eagles, and then yeah. people from Pittsburgh are just like it, there
1: crazy. Is fans. Di- yeah, crazy. crazy, crazy fans. Fans. He's right on the line. He sees the. He doesn't eat Phillies.
4: The
2: yellow and the green. Just way too much stuff for that little head.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's MVP in his own. Can't be I can't be He's not right. <laughs>
2: about
3: that. Actually, can't
0: <laughs> <be> <laughs> it's like in the sport that I play, that I decided to dominate at. I'm dominating. That's it. So, <laughs> that's <laughs> it. That's <laughs> all Let's all football. Let's football. Who's Mike Vick?
3: Yeah. That's it. Maybe wasting space in the over here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then so we got, room. you know, I'm from San true. Diego I'm and so Marcelo's
0: from San Diego. Yeah, absolutely, born and raised. Yeah. Love this city. Yeah, it's, so it's kind of we got this like, you know, East Coast, Central you got the South, Midwest. Texas Texas is the South. Yeah. Yeah. And then From,
2: from Detroit? Yeah, Detroit. Detroit Fusion and yeah. Detroit Thunder and
0: Well, I think that's one of the cool things is like you have a good paintball story too because man, you were such a goddamn monster gunfighter back in the day. And you would just there would we used to have these fields back when the NXL first started where there would be like these lay down, you know, the, uh, the up bunkers, but they lay them down and you would just sit there and just dominate from that center, destroying people. And again, and I love the guys that have this story. It's like Dave Baines is like this, Rich Telford, Mike Paxton, yourself. Is that, uh, you know, sometimes I meet these guys, and you may meet these guys on your travels too, and they'll be like, oh, you know, like, you know, I I don't think I could ever play at, like, the top level because, like, I'm too big or blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, dude. Like, let me tell you a couple stories about some guys, you know. And they did that because they just were insanely good at gunfighting, and they believed in their head that they could do it, you know. So it was like, what? And that, and you played a shit ton of paintball back in the
2: day. I didn't do do anything else. All I did was paintball. (laughs) There was years... I'd say for about seven, or about five, six, seven years, I missed one day of paint, paintball in, on, a week, on a weekend, and that was to go to my brother's wedding. And then, I'd say on average, I was probably four days a week, and I, I just loved it. And I, I played to get better, but then I just played because I loved it. How did you get so good at gunfighting though?
0: Because that's what you were really good at. I mean, that, that's one of the reasons, like, cause seriously, how tall are you? Uh, six foot. You're six foot? Yeah. How big were you when you were playing?
2: pretty big. I mean, I think I was like 275. Okay.
0: 275, six foot, but starting and one of the best gunfighters out there, you know I mean? That, that's how we all, I mean, it was like you became famous for that. You know, you'd go to that center role and just dominate a side.
2: Like honestly, I think it was, uh, I think a lot of players nowadays, you know, they play and play and play and then they get to the pro level and I don't know if it's, they get burned out or what happens, but they just stop. They stopped playing as much as what they did to get to that level. you know. And I think the players like, say like a Marcelo or like Chad or an Oliver Lang, those are the people who keep playing and keep working as hard as they did to get to the pro level. Those are the players that do that. And I, and I did that myself where when I got to the pro level, I even worked harder. And I'm the type of person, if I don't do something 100%, then... I'm not going to do it at all, and that was with my career, you know, I was I, I was really good at I was really good for a couple of years, and then it just got to the point, you know, I don't know if I lost the love of just playing, and I didn't play as much anymore, then, you know, it just came to the point where I couldn't do it anymore, you know, if I wasn't going to be the best, or strive to be at least strive to be the best, you know, I just wasn't going to do it, and I got the offer to be a coach, so, you know, and I, I took it. That's an
0: interesting thing, though, and we, we talk a lot about motivation. I think you know, that's come up with the Dynasty camp this year. A lot of people, a lot of critics on the outside have been kind of questioning their
2: motivation. <laughs> that is exactly what's going on with those guys. Yeah, I, so, mean, if you talk, I mean, if I were to coach that team, I don't know if we'd lose event. I mean, you've got some of the greatest paintball players in the world on that team. I mean, if I could say, hey, I'm going to coach this team, at Dynasty, and have those guys out there grinding hard every weekend to go be the best... Those guys wouldn't lose them event. They have so much experience, but they don't do that anymore. I, I
1: guarantee none of them play on a non-mandatory weekend. And that's, that's what hurts them. I, mean, I, I will say Ryan Greenspan plays every single weekend. Doesn't miss.
2: Okay, well, it's, you have one guy
1: that but plays every weekend. Absolutely, I see, I see what you're saying. I do. Um, but it's tough, though. It's but, but I mean, like Marcelo, I
0: mean, you know, but, the, but the, it's tough, though, because, like, Chad, you're 23. Marcelo, you're what, 22 now? 22. Just turned 22. Just turned. Yeah, just turned 22. You're 19. 19.
5: You're 25, Chad, right? I'm getting older, my dynasty.
0: Yeah. T-bees. But so it's a it's a little bit different because you know the dynasty guys, they really have been doing this for a long time. You know, I mean, they're 30 years old now. You know, I mean, the, the main core guys, Oliver, Ryan, Yosh, Alex, are all right around 30 years old. So when you're talking about time in the game and keeping that motivation up after you've won every single thing to find a sport for a whole decade, pretty much. It's like, it's tough because I I can understand. Trust
2: me. I know. I mean, I was at the same point they were, but you know, and they're at the, I mean, they're at a tough point, you know, what do they do? Do they rededicate themselves to the sport and try to be the best and work as hard as they did in the past? Mm -hmm. I mean, I I don't know. You know, what what are they going to do?
0: Yeah. You know, but it's, but they do they, – that's the thing. I was like, I think that is actually – I wouldn't say it's a complete misconception because, yeah, you're right. They're not playing every single weekend, even on off weekends, but they grind. They do – they have a lot of practices. They play three series. You know, I mean, it's – maybe it's – I think it's more of a thing of focus with that, you know. But it's – but how do you guys stay motivated? I mean, what still motivates you? I mean, obviously, you're not – You know, but Marcel, seriously, you've been playing this game competitively at top level for how long now? I mean, when did you, you win that World Cup? You're I've been twenty-three. Pros, I'm sorry, twenty-two, and you won seventeen and eighteen. You won the World
1: Cup. Seventeen Cups. and eighteen. Okay. Yeah, I went went pro when I was fifteen, turning sixteen. Um, I've been playing for thirteen years. Honestly, it's I've been with anything my entire life, whether it be a, a video game or, or anything. Just like Jason was saying, you know, I, I want to be the best at whatever it is I'm doing, and I've always had that natural, natural competitive drive. And to be honest, what keeps me motivated is I just love paintball. Uh, I truly have fun playing it every single weekend. It's not, I don't look at it as, I have to go practice this weekend so I can be better. I look at it as, I can't wait till Saturday so I can play. You know, uh, it's so fun. And honestly, being injured, I I, I do think there was some time, you know, in my career that I've gone through tiny phases where I've been a little bored of it or didn't want to go out on a certain weekend and, and didn't go out on a certain weekend. But after being injured twice now and actually having to miss... Well, yeah, because this is the first World Cup you are going to play since you were 20. In two years, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, I, I sat out the last two World Cups, you know, watching my my best friends and my teammates go out and play. And, you know, the, the first one was really tough because I was practicing with them, you know, all the way up until the event and the week before I, I injured myself. And so watching them play and sitting back and having to go through that and really have it taken away from you and have doctors and and people tell you that you're never going to be able to return to the same level and and all that stuff that, you know, a lot of people hear when you get injured really was, uh, was an eye opener. I was like, wow, I'm so fortunate to have this sport, you know, so fortunate to be in this position. And the fact that I've been able to come back and, and and compete at at a normal level is, I just makes me love it. A normal level. Like, come on, dude, like like,
0: like, we got to give you a little bit of props for this year. I mean, Dude, this, this point last year, right now, you were in a bed, couldn't walk, right? Mm-hmm. Just came off of your second ACL reconstruction. And what the doctor's telling you, like, yeah,
1: man, you might not even ever play the game again.
0: That's, that's what was happening, right?
1: Absolutely. I mean, the doctor said my knee looked like a 72-year-old man that wasn't going to get much done. You know, their, their goal was really to get me back to walking normal and being able to exercise. Really, was it. And I was just like, there's no way that's what That's what they happen. told you. That would... that, that's what my first doctor told me. You know, I went through three different doctors, a bunch of different, you know, physical therapists that work with NFL athletes. And, you know, I, I really made it my focus. My knee was my focus, my dedication. It was my everyday everything. And that's all it was. I woke up and worked on my knee. And, you know, even from the first time I heard that, yeah, it sucked hearing it. But I knew that wasn't true. I, I've seen... You know, professional athletes easily come back from, from that stuff. I guess I wouldn't say easily, but, but it happens. They do it. And uh, if there's a possibility in my eyes, I always think, okay, I could do it then. You know, as long as there's, you know, it's realistic and there's a possibility, yeah. you know, I'm like, okay, well, then it, it's going to so happen. So it's like Dumb and Dumber when he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's like, all right, no bullshit, give
0: it to me. We're gonna to be together. What's the chance? She's like one in a million. So you're, so you're saying, saying
3: there's a chance? chance. <laughs> absolutely,
1: one hundred percent. One in a million. Absolutely. <laughs> just yeah. talking about this. <laughs> really that's funny. No, exactly. I mean, that's exactly it. You know. Yeah. And uh, and like I said, that is huge motivation. The fact that I'm back on the field doing what I love. I'm was competing in finals. Trust me, I'm not satisfied. I'm not happy with the way this year's went. I could be sitting where I'm at on the stat board. That's cool. Um, we have two second places. That's cool, I guess. I mean, who, who who's that cool to? It's not cool to me, really. No, my you know my,
0: I mean, my favorite my favorite thing I saw was the Instagram picture that you had played uh, my Kinman's League, and you took second with the, the, the team that you had played there. And you are taking a picture of your second place medal. I just remember it was, like, Sunday or something, and I was, like, winding the day down, and I'm, like, checking it out. I'm, like, just going through Instagram, and, oh, I wanted to what did uh, Marcelo post? And it's just a picture of the second place medal. And it's like, if I get one more
1: second place medal this year, I'm going to hang myself with it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it was three in a row. I'm like, I'm playing in division one tournament, yeah. you know, a local Mike Hinman tournament. Well, I fell for you because <laughs> when we formed excessive, we took five second places in a yeah, row. You five know second places in one year. You get <laughs> to it and you're just like, really? I, I mean, terrible. at this point, winning is winning's awesome. It's amazing. It's the best thing ever, but it's more of a relief than a, oh my God, we won, you know? And, and, yeah, so, yeah, that, that second place, uh, a third one, you know, one being against the Heat boys right here, that one, you know, that one sucked, second one being against Infamous, and then another one was just a local tournament, but still is a, a second place. Um, yeah, it's not fun. Did, <laughs> you, did you guys think, I mean, no bullshit, all bullshit aside, like, did you really think you were
0: going
4: to have nope. such a good year nope. that, that you did Absolutely. No. I mean, because... When has is, when is a team ever done that? I don't believe no, that. ever have never happened, In it's, any sport. I, hey,
3: so I don't bad.
1: believe that. I I'm think, to a I think you lose. guys...
3: I'm never going to go into a tournament trying to lose. Well, exactly. Absolutely. Like, well, here's
2: what happened. We go in, and you figure... Like, we've, I've done this before. I coached Philly for three years, and it took us a year and a half before we were a finals team. And then... So, we're coming to this team. I had the same expectations. We go out the first event. We take second place. I mean, now you got to have expectations of taking first place. And that's what it was. I mean, we just came in and perform well, and then, you know, instead of being like, okay, we're going to be a Sunday team to start, you know, do well, we took second place, then your mindset changes, you know, you, you, we can get Become there. Become a finals team right away. Yeah. Especially yeah. when you get it. A...
1: See, but I, I mean, I disagree, and from an outside perspective, I actually really think the reason you guys did start out so well is because maybe you guys together try to keep that modesty and that humbleness. You guys all believed you could win. Come on, you guys have a bunch of great players on your team. There's no way you didn't that, yeah, but believe I think that deep it, it down. takes time. I don't know. I just looked around and every single person. And, and, and I asked they all, that just, and they all was just, just like, like were looking opinion. at me like
0: Nah, man, that's, we didn't, we didn't it's think we were going to do this Another
4: again. thing is all the names that you have on the team is like, everybody looks at it as though, oh, it's just some all-star team. They're all going to fight with each other. And Wait, and I, we've been and on those teams before. Yeah, you know, that's you the thing. Was when teams. we
0: first formed, like, it, that was a problem. It was like, okay, well, you're playing, you're like, but it, it takes a while because at first everyone's like, oh, we're on this all-star team. We yeah. don't do shit. Everyone, we're just going yeah.
4: like, to win. You,
3: uh, you got to give props to the coach for that. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, Keeping everybody in time, check. Man, but, uh, you know, this guy rated us up for Galveston, and, you know, we had a little bit more time for, for Phoenix to train. Same field, you know. Like, I'll be honest, like,
2: I definitely don't – I try not to let people be all-stars on the team. Yeah. I try to make everybody be just a player. No more than anybody else. No, more I don't care if Fedorov has a good day or a bad day. If he's doing bad, he's not going to play. I mean – you know, I just try to keep everybody humble, just another player on
4: the team. No more I, other than anybody. I think, of, I think everybody came in with that mindset, too. You yeah. An open, oh, and that makes it a big people. difference.
3: Why don't you shoot four or five? What are you doing? Why don't you get <laughs> on the field faster? Like I hit the break. Why don't you run faster? I not run paintballs. No. Yeah. Troy definitely got us
0: ready. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's important, though. I mean, it's, it's tough because when you have – that's the biggest – that's actually been – that's actually a really good point, though, because if you look back at, like – A lot of the stacked superstar teams that existed before Houston Heat was formed, every single one of those teams was formed without a coach. You know, it's like you guys didn't really have a coach on Infamous. We didn't have a coach on on Excessive. Dynasty didn't really have a coach before. I mean, every single time you look back, uh, Avalanche, all those big superstar teams were formed initially without the coach there. So there's no check. check. Yeah, there's no check there. So I think that that's...
4: Everybody it's, thinks they got a head, I head really, bigger than the person. Yeah. And it's def- definitely
2: nice being bigger than all of them, so I don't think <laughs> i don't take any yeah. shit. No. This is
1: what you're going to do, and you're going to listen. Yeah. No, I all mean, I, I really think in every single sport across the board, coaches are underestimated and not valued the way they should be, and yeah. coaches have a huge effect. I mean, so big. I I, I can say that because i played for great coaches, i played for not so great coaches, and it just, I watch a lot of sports. Coaching has a huge, huge deal, you know. It absolutely is. Yes. And there's say. not,
0: I mean, and we, yeah, when we look at the coaches, and I've talked to a lot of people about this, it's there's—it's so hard to be a coach for paintball because there's really not a lot of guys that have been at that top level like you've been at and around, you know, playing with Thunder and then being at, the, playing in the accession of the NXL and then taking that over to Philly, being around all those guys, and then now, in this current incarnation with Houston Heat, there's just really not a lot of guys out there that you can kind of go to the well and get these coaches, you know? It's not like there's, you know, tons and tons and tons of really good paintball Not
1: high school paintball yeah, coaches and, yeah. you know, it's definitely difficult. You know,
0: it's like with, you know, like Dynasty's going, they went from, you know, Mike Hinman's now going to be coaching on the sidelines for the Ironman and then they just got Rusty Glaze. That was a big announcement last weekend. Yeah. And I remember talking to, to those guys about that and it was... You know, some of them had brought up Davy Williamson, you know, as a possible coach, and then Rusty, because he's Rusty's already currently in the system, and Davy's been kind of retired this year, We're just working for Falcons. So it's like, yeah, Rusty does make sense for them. Is it going to work out? I hope it does. You know, but it, it it's one of those things where it's like, it's tough, man. I think There's Rusty's a really good fit for them, just I think simply so because too. he he's one of those so
1: guys too. that, you know, I, I obviously played with Rusty on Infamous for a long time and have a lot of respect for him, and I think he's. You know the best thing a coach could do is really gain your respect so much that you want to do the best for him. You know, mm-hmm. and you really want to make him happy because he's such a good coach to you. And I think uh, I think Wesley would do a good job with that. Yeah, I, I, I think
2: consistent. though that dynasty, from like looking at it, that would be the hardest team to coach because you have five guys, five or six guys on the team that know just as much, if not more, about paintball than you do, yeah. and you got them to get them to buy into what you're saying.
0: And work together. All right. Work within the same system. I mean,
2: they have players that, you know, like before I was talking about Dynasty, how they're struggling, but, I mean, they have some of the best players in the world on their
1: team. You look at that roster, and and that's a finals roster. It's unbelievable,
2: but as a coach the biggest thing you, you have to do is get the guys to buy into what you're saying.
1: Mm-hmm,
2: and to get those, like, five guys. That's the, just leadership You've got to yeah, yeah. But you get them
1: to believe. Yeah. you
0: got to get them to believe. But you guys so, have done that. It's interesting because you know, I've been talking to you guys, you know, throughout the year, and everyone's like family. You know, you guys cool. mentioned that kind of a lot. You may, you kind of are buying into the Houston Heat system, and I think that that's been one of the reasons that you've
5: had that confidence and that ability to rise above, you know.
4: Creating that brothership rather than just teammates
5: yeah and i'll also say this is like uh in the off season when the team was being created <clears throat> um tim Montres actually like we we're like actually just going to get food one day and uh, he said you know you're going to put a team together that's going to have a lot of big names he goes but what you have to do is you have to get everyone to literally believe in exactly what the coach is going to tell you he goes because if no one doesn't believe that he goes then it doesn't matter what you guys do because you'll never win and he literally just like Put that in my head, and I was just like, "All right, like you know, everybody has to believe exactly what the coach is gonna do, so or what he says, and everybody does. Like, there's not one doubt I don't think in any of the players' minds, like on our team at least, that if the coach says it, like he is right. And a lot of times, like, he'll get me with this, like alone, Tristan does. They'll be like, "Hey, why didn't you do this, this, and this?" He's like, "You could have done this," and I'm like, "Okay." He's like, "What does that mean?" "Okay, like are you understand what I'm saying?" And I'm like, "Oh, I understand what you're saying. You're right, but like, there's nothing for me to argue about because, like, yeah, you're right, like." Okay, I should have done exactly that. So I mean he asked me that question, I was like, What does okay mean? Why do you keep saying okay to me? <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, you're right, I didn't look at it from that view, I didn't even think about it at that time, like and he just breaks it down
3: right there. He makes me. you step up to that next level. He's he's asking you what did you do wrong? He's asking yeah. you, you know, it's not okay, I understand what to do. He's like, What what could you have done in this yeah. position? So you say it, you know, and and not, you figure okay, it out. Okay, well, yeah, I know I could have done this. No, he's like, So what what you could done there? What's going on, you know? Okay, well I could've wrapped on this guy, I could've hugged this you know Held the corner guy from yeah. the, you know. He wants to know, know exactly what you saw, exactly. what you saw he wants
5: to know because what, what were you thinking? Like, like There was a move like a tournament ago that he's like, why did you go inside? Why did you do this? And I'm like, you're right. He's like, what does that mean? What does that mean? I'm right. Like, tell me why you did this. And I'm like, I couldn't tell you. And I didn't even think about that. And he's like, he'll just hit me with that. And I'm like, shit. I'll be sitting in like, the hotel room that night. I'm like, I'm like all right, I got to make sure I never shit, do that got- again. So, wait, what's it so, like, what's it, I mean, that's,
0: I mean, you got, a, like, an American coach. So what's it like for you with, like, all, and you have multiple Russian coaches? Okay, and, well, all
1: so, right, let's, I don't let's even let's need to hear the question. On. This is, let's yeah. Say. It's, uh, dude, it's interesting because it, it's black and white. You see a mistake, yeah, you can't even really defend yourself mm-hmm. much other than, damn, I did that wrong. So, I mean, obviously, we keep film of every game. We go back and we watch that film, and when you get shot, you pause it, and, and it's your job to speak and say, so uh, you, you literally have to like defend yourself. Essentially. Literally have to defend yourself, and you say it's not even defending yourself. No, actually, Just I explain, take that back. Explanation, but you have to yeah. explain. You know what you did wrong. Perfect. Uh, yeah, the Chad got in the snake and <laughs> shot me in the back. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And uh, next time I should probably be more aware of him. You know what I mean? Um, you know you have to come up with uh, with how you got shot and what you could do better the next time. And our our coaches don't speak you know much English. But we have Kirill who translates and he does the best job that he can. But yeah, still sometimes it's definitely difficult trying to defend yourself and it. I think that actually makes it better for us because yeah. it's like you don't even want to argue it or whatever. The facts sure. are there. You got shot, sure bottom you line. Answer. You know, you got shot. So, hey, here's, here's what you did wrong, dude. You know, yeah. you shouldn't have gotten shot. And, um, Do you guys still have those like legendary three and a half hour long meetings where... They're pretty long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, they're, they're not overkill. They're not three and a half hours. I mean, they're definitely long. And they're, yeah. they're thorough. thorough. Exactly thorough. the word I was going to say. Thorough. They're thorough. And you know what? I, I think that they have really done a great job of setting the bar for how a professional team should be. Re- three and a half hours. You think that's a long meeting? Go, yeah, play be, yeah, go, go play in go, the NFL. Go be in the well, NBA. Another thing I was going to say was
0: that, well, especially with – it would be different if it was a team that had coalesced and been around for a long time and, and finally become this, like, cohesive unit. But, no, man, you guys are rebuilding. you got a bunch of new guys on the squad. you got guys that are trying to up their game to, like, the next level. You know, it, it's it, there's a lot of work to be done on your team.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. But still, I, I do think even if you are cohesive and, and you've been together for a long time – People still make mistakes. You can't get mm-hmm. complacent. I mean that goes back oh, to I guess, you know, Dynasty, you know, same same thing. Mm-hmm. They've been together for a long time. Yeah. Um maybe they want to look at some film though, you know. I mean yeah. it, it's any team at any day could could not play well, no matter how great a players you have, no matter no matter what. You know, you could not play well and you can make mistakes. If you're the best player in the world, the worst player in the world, you could have the best game or the worst game. It doesn't, doesn't matter, you know. And, and the fact that they point out those mistakes and they make it, you see it. You see what you do wrong, you know. There's film. You see what you do wrong. You can't argue it, you yeah. know. Um, and, and you just, you man up and you, you say, yeah, I got shot because I made a mistake and here's what I could do better. And I guarantee you the next day when you go out to play, that mistake is going to be in your head. And, and they do it in a way where it's not, as everybody should, it, it's not, it doesn't put you down. Like, if you get put down by that, then you don't deserve to be a professional paintball player or a professional athlete in general. True. Because yeah. if you make a mistake, you got to fix it. That's what, <clears throat> you, you that's can't, what is expected. You can get sensitive about Absolutely. that. Absolutely. No? That is what is expected at the professional level. If you are going to make a mistake that cost a point, cost a game, doesn't cost a game, mm-hmm. your team still wins. But you still made a mistake and you can't figure out a way to make that better then you don't deserve to be in the professional league. Yeah, I, Absolutely. Think,
2: I think that like uh, when you're talking about the top four teams in the league, Heat, Russians, Damage, Infamous – if you look at our games we've played, it's come down to the team who's made the least amount of mistakes. Totally.
0: Incredibly close. 100%. Right. We're talking about sun death. Overtime games or one-point matches, games that are decided in the last 30 seconds. I mean, it couldn't get any closer. I mean, if you
2: look at our Sunday, we had an MAO. We had the Russians, Damage, and yes, uh, You guys went infamous. through
0: a gauntlet to get <laughs> yeah, to the exactly. finals. I mean, it was probably one of the
2: toughest Sundays ever. Ever,
0: dude. That was... And yeah,
2: they made a mistake. They got the penalty at the end of their game. Um... You know, damage, um, you know, they made a couple mistakes towards the end. and They
0: didn't play as perfect. Right. They really didn't. So that being said, uh, let's talk about just, you know, before we kind of close out here, we're heading into World Cup, and we got two new teams coming in, Impact and Excessive. How do you guys think they're going to fare? I mean, it's been a crazy year, and uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? I, it's it's going to be tough for them.
1: I think uh, Impact will adjust well. They have veterans. They've been in the PSP. This season, they, they, they took off. They'll do well. I don't think they'll have too much trouble. Excessive, on the other hand, they haven't been in the PSP in a while. They're a great team. They play great in the 7-man. But they have a... Bunch of new players that are kids that Rich has done a great job of raising. By the way, these yeah. kids play phenomenal in the in the NPPL league. Uh, they, and they did win. Huntington they they Beach. won Huntington Beach. I, I go up and but practice against them. But you play. You guys play different leagues. I mean, there's just a big step
2: up in.
0: Competition. Oh,
1: there's a huge difference. The PSP is is the most competitive league in the world. Hands you know, down everybody knows that. The biggest
2: thing is the PSP teams that play even the MPPL. The PSP teams they work to play MPPL. And then they kind of do MPP on the side. Got They'll practice a little they bit work for it, the PSP. Yeah, they but work, they work, work for the PSP. Absolutely, it's a different. Yeah.
1: Absolutely, one hundred percent. And it, yeah, it's a know, sharp not, tape, not to man. knock anything, but, but absolutely, the PSP is that's where the best of the best is. And, uh, again, Impact, you know, just last season they were there, and they've always been a good team. So I I don't think they'll struggle too much. They'll do decent. It's it's an interesting year to come in. You know, it's a a whole different dynamic. Excessive, I think, will have a little bit more trouble because they're younger players. They still have some veterans on the team, but um, I I think it's – it will be interesting. That's for sure. I think yeah. it'll come down to the draw. I can't see wait to see who plays who. The draw's can't coming out real
0: soon, that. and we're gonna definitely go to town on the draw when it comes Absolutely. out. But I'm really looking to see, like, looking forward to see what the matchups are for the prelims. Yeah, I
2: think, I think excessive. Uh, you know, I think they'll just struggle because the format difference. You yeah. know, I've heard they're a great team over there. Um, the impact. I don't know how confident they are. I live right by. One, of Ryan Moorhead's one of my best friends. And uh, he was talking, talking shit to me about they were gonna beat us in P- at World Cup. So I, I, I told him I'd bet him that's a right thousand.
5: Right <laughs> yeah, right,
2: right. I told him i bet him a thousand dollars that we beat
5: him. <laughs> and he, and he wouldn't take it. So. <laughs> He did take a $20 bet with me, though. So. Actually, it's, 20. it's 40 now, actually. So. Interesting fact.
1: Now. Ryan and Chad both let the hair fly during paintball. Just let it flop out. Uh,
0: though Ryan's hair is substantially crazy. more no, actually, crazy no, he than Chad's it. Cut cut it. it.
1: He did cut it. He was pretty yeah. wild
5: man earlier. He is so. the wild so, uh, man. That's another nickname, the mm-hmm. wild man. Yeah. He hates it, but it's funny.
0: Yeah. So, all right. So, before we sign off, now, I just kind of want to go around the room and, uh, you know, Chad, what are you looking for a World Cup? And I mean, you know, you just came off a great performance. You guys took the victory, um, but your team's gonna need you to step up in the snake again, uh, again, to have a chance. Absolutely. I, mean, I you guys, you good. have a lot of snake depth.
3: You have a lot of snake depth over there. Yeah, a lot of good players yeah. on the snake side. Um, you know, looking for another first place win. Obviously, um, always been the bridesmaid or the bride at World Cup. Looking to take that again, or uh, for the first time. Yeah, because you <laughs> never, never, you never, you never, you <laughs> never won oh, a World Cup, right? <laughs> What's that? Never won a World Cup. Never won a World Cup.
0: What's the closest you've come? Second place. How many times? Twice. Burned. Yo. I beat you in
1: one of those. That was
0: nice. Yeah. <laughs>
1: just gonna yes, throw it did. out there yeah. while well, well, I yeah. can, you oh, know. Get my jabs in. Just get my jabs <laughs> in. Just, <laughs> hey, I'm just get my jabs in. Just
3: get my jabs <laughs> in. Just shot, day. Day. Well, maybe, jabs. maybe five in a row coming up here. Is <laughs> that
1: beating you guys? Yeah. Well, well, oh, well that's true. Well, another jab. Yeah. Another jab. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't see it. I hope we do, save it until Sunday afternoon. I I would love that more than anything. Shake your hand before the game and shake oh, it yes. after with a smile. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That'd be great. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, All right, fine. so uh, yeah, yeah. Give
5: me your thoughts on World Cup. Just don't get in our way. Like, we are determined <laughs> to literally kick the shit out of you. <laughs> if you get I'm not even playing with you right now. No, no I know. We are understand. working hard right now. Yeah. Not any harder? Like, like we are working hard. We chose and like sitting here in California for a reason. And uh, don't get in our way. I don't care if you're excessive. I don't care if you're Ryan Moorhead and Impact or Tim Montressor, um, just don't get in our way. Like, we're coming to literally, like, to shit on you extra. this is literally, this is the reason air. why we're number one right now, and we will stay that way because we work hard enough to do it and chosen trains us for it. So just prepare yourself for nothing but a battle, so...
1: Damn, son. I'm sitting right here, you know that, right? I'm sitting right here. <laughs> I, I'm old. like two feet away That's from <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you. Coming over
0: the table. Two feet away from you. <laughs> Boom. Jesus. We're supposed to be doing squats tomorrow on the channel. Right Please
1: do it. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. I, I actually <laughs> have to, I have have to go do drills right now. Yeah, going to do drills right now. What was i have been doing do drills for seven hours to today, Ryan.
4: It's World Cup. Everybody shows up with their A game. I mean way comes in wanting to lose. Nobody thinks of losing. It's not an option. And I know all of our guys are going to come in with that mentality and have that mentality throughout practice. And I think we're going to put in the time and the effort harder than any other team. So show up to play our paintball, I know we can do it. And there's, there shouldn't be much that can stop us. It'll be interesting. Yeah, I can't It'll, wait. It's, it's gonna be. It's going to be.
0: I'm just not. Uh, Bloodbath. Uh, yeah, we always joke about it, always like, Bloodbath. Oh, it, no, it will shit. be this year. I, I'm,
3: I'm going to be a meat yeah. grinder. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: You know, I, I think that this is a big tournament for us because at the end of the tournament, it's either, you know, you, you kind of can forget. Everybody can kind of forget what you did the rest of the season, you mm-hmm. know. Totally. Mm-hmm. But if we do win, it could be one of the best seasons ever of a, of a paintball team in the history of paintball. I mean, to win three events, being in four finals, I don't know. I mean, the only other team to win three events since uh, X-Ball is the Russians in, uh, I think, 2006. So, uh, you know, it's, it's big for us. We're going to work hard, and uh, it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be a tougher event. It's interesting to see what these... Uh, Brackets are going to be, especially with these new teams, how they're going to do it, and because uh, you could have a really good uh, tough draw. I was looking at the draw; our draw could be something like um, X Factor, Dynasty, Impact. You know, and having those three teams in your division and maybe only two people from your division going on is that would be brutal. It's going to yeah. be tough. So it's uh, you know it's not going to be easy for us, and you know we hope to do good, and we're going to work hard, and that's all we can do. Everybody work remembers
4: hard. who wins the World Cup. Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: Well, look at at Dynasty last year. You know, Dynasty won a bunch of events in a row, and then after that, it was all um, all Tampa Bay damage. And then, so when people look back, it's like, yeah, we. I remember in the beginning of the year, after like five wins, we were like, oh, could Dynasty win every event in the season? And now you look back at that, and you kind of like chuckle.
2: Because realistically, if let's say, Infamous wins. They'll have the more successful season. Because yep. they've won two events. We won two events, but they won World Cup. Same thing with damage. Yep. They won two events. It. We won two events, but they won World Cup. They'll have the more successful season. Yeah, so everybody
5: That's what it's
2: all about. The team that wins World Cup is a team that's now won. Yep.
0: yep. That's World Cup. That's that's why it's, yeah,
3: it's the best it's of the World best. World Cup,
0: so. I
2: mean I think if we take fifth place or something like that, we'll guarantee the the series, but that's not sad. Well, that it, dynasty no, won the series last year. Nobody remembers no one, it. <coughs> no, one
1: remembers no one cares. It. No one even remembers that. No, no there one's is, cared
2: about that since ten man.
1: Yeah, yeah. Two wins a World Cup. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't even know they won the series last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, wow. Dynasty had, exactly. won the series. Nobody, nobody cares about the ender video. It's World wins, Cup. It's definitely exactly. all about who wins World Cup. That's. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm pretty well, sure. Yeah. Remember that as you all go into practice <laughs> the next couple weeks. But uh, hey, thank you guys for sitting in uh, Real quick that. I got, Oh yeah, yeah We, we gotta was, sign out No, there, yeah, we, we gotta sign out Hold on, we're getting there bro. Getting there, getting there, <laughs> getting there. Let's start off with Marcello Because this is your first podcast, right? <laughs> first one Okay, yeah I
1: Bob and Jerry's in here Yeah, You know, I mean, you went around You asked them all about World Cup You don't know, ask me You know, I'm just feeling I, left out Yes, and you were you the, the first person You were the first person I started that? Yeah. I
3: started Jeez, You were so low, low It will go Hey, no, we're, I, not, we're not
1: done. Go ahead. No, I, Unleash. wasn't even... Juice uh, it up. Uh, double tear. Let's has got a rebuttal. Juice it up. Come out. on.
3: Feed my practice for tomorrow. Let's go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you can just, you know, sign on my Facebook and look at what I'm doing Let's daily. Do it. You know? <laughs> Google. Uh, Hashtag. Um, life really, well, Let's do it. I There's actually no shit talking. I just want to say, you know, like they all said, I, I know that, you know, they're going to be training. They are training as hard as they can, as, as is every team. Mm-hmm. And so you can expect the best because we're doing the same, you know. Um... Yeah, I, I guess I already signed out. Didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, Well, thank your
0: sponsors.
1: Sponsors, uh, thank you, HK Army, MacDev. You know, Russian Legion, their club. You know, they do a great thing. Um. And yeah, that's it. It's good. You yes, guys, go? like to
0: thank your uh, left <laughs> knee for holding up this entire. Love
1: to thank my left knee. I I, I would actually love to thank Longevity Physical Therapy more than anything. Uh, it's a place out in San Diego that um, you know, they. They've dealt with like Carson Palmer, a few other, you know, professional athletes, and wow, they have just been a family to me. They have, they are the reason that my knee is good, you know, and I just got to give them a huge shout out, as a matter of fact. Yeah. So thank you for reminding me, Matt. No it's problem. It's good. No, I know Big it's been holding right up real well for you. Yeah. So.
4: Um, Titties, you take care of this one.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Chad, can you
5: sign us off for Houston Heat? Thanks to yeah. sponsors for you guys. Uh, I can definitely do that. Um, DLX, phenomenal guns, best guns in the market, like literally, like in the world. Like if you shoot a better gun, let me know, because that's not happening. Uh, G.I. Sports, phenomenal paint, literally helps us out all year. Uh, Ninja, uh, paintball, style supply with our jerseys. Um, we have like just a, a photographer, hell helmet photography, just phenomenal, taking pictures all the time of us, helping us out. Um, uh, chaos printing with all of our t-shirts and like all of our marketing with that. HoustonHeatPainball.com, you go there, check all of our stuff out. We got a lot of new stuff. Uh, like us on Facebook, you got a chance to win a lux. Um, hit that <laughs> up. Wow. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Every 1,000 <laughs> likes we get, we give away a lux. And no That way. is no joke. Can you believe that? Yeah. We away is. like 10 luxes already. Yeah. It's really we 10, he We got 10,000
1: likes.
5: Yeah. 10,500. <laughs> that's impressive, and, uh, <laughs> dude. I I'm yeah. know that, yeah. And actually, our uh, our biggest one is uh, Randy Smith and Danette uh, Smith. They're literally just like our backbones of everything. Logistics, literally of uh, everything is by Mama D. Our food, what we're going to do that day. And I mean, like, I've had like, a huge meat meal. It was amazing. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, Make it all happen. Yeah, yeah, without that family, without like like, like those two people. You missed the meal tonight. And. We'll get there. And uh, (laughs) yeah, without those two people, we would honestly, I don't even know what we would do. Like, I can't tell you how many teams I played on without like...
0: Paypal patrons
5: did. Yeah, the nice thing about it is like,
2: so nice being on a team where the owner loves it. I mean, Randy loves it more. I mean, it's unbelievable how much he loves Paypal and loves it. Just being there, doing it. So that's the nice thing about being part of this team is how
5: much he loves it. Yeah, so big thank you to him for sure 110%
0: well we wish you guys the best of luck and safety in your training for World Cup and I uh, can't wait to see you guys perform I think it's going to be a crazy event and uh, thank you guys for tuning in to the Real The Podcast Ben Marshall with Houston Heat uh, Chad George Chad Boucher Ryan Smith Jason Trojan and can't forget about Marcelo Margot from Moscow Red Legion and uh, we'll see you guys next time
1: so long Peace. Goodbye.
0: Peace. Thank you, guys, for tuning in to the Riddle Podcast. Uh, make sure you check out all the extra content we have on PaintballAccess.com, and also do not forget biggest and best event of the year, the 2012 PSP World Cup. World it's coming World. at you free and live on PaintballAccess.com, October 25th through the 28th. Check it out.